Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Now we're going to catch some flack because, again, believe it or not, Joel Osteen is, is pretty popular. That's probably the reason why he got fired. Right. Even and he, if it was, he I was, mean, he was on I break, think, but he was on break. He was yeah, out. But, but if he was still on the, the premise yeah. of the, the business and he's still, yeah, if he had any identifying remarks on him, marks on him that showed what kind of business he was working for, he was then the, he was representing the business. Yeah. And here's the thing though, even if you're on break, even though you don't get paid for that, doesn't matter. Um, you're still, it's it, you're still yes. responsible for what you. I mean, you're wearing the uniform, probably yeah. whatever the job is. Like, I can't go out and drink on my on my lunch break and I don't get paid for it because I still got to show up to work. Right. So even though you're on break, you're still on the clock. If that makes sense, um, you can't just do whatever you want when you're on break because when you come to work, it's like again, if it was up to me, I would love to have rum and cokes during my lunch break. But at the end of the day, I still have to show up to work. And if I have an accident and they, and they like pee in this cup and, and, and they see that there's alcohol or whatever, like, Oh, well you obviously there's liquor in your system. You came back to work drinking, you know, you still have to, you still, yeah. So I, as far as that goes, um, I'm kind of like, you probably should have <laughs> probably should have waited till your, you, Thing you didn't need to do that at the end of the day. I'm trying to defend Joel Osteen, but it was like, yeah. Why did you feel the need to do that on your job? Don't get yeah. me. Yeah. Donald Trump was to show up where I worked, and was that what? And was stuff hand out for me to shake it? I probably would shake it, even though I don't agree with his policies or agree with him as you know. Again, terrible president in my opinion. Would I shake a hand? Sure, I would shake a hand, but I wouldn't be like, hey you should fucking kill yourself. I wouldn't do anything like that because, you know, right, right. It, to, I, again, like, right. If I, it now, represents, if I, was off, if I was off, if I was on, like, if I just happened to run into him at like a function off, you know, campus, not worried about it. But at the same time, why would I put that up on Facebook? Like it's, you know, it's just like, ah, I, Sometimes there's just some things that you don't need to put on social media. Right. And I think this guy yeah. was trying to, hey, you know what? I'll get a bunch of likes and I'll be, you know, and, yeah. and TikTok famous. Job. And I, he's, nobody likes a person who's unemployed. He's definitely TikTok famous now. But I, someone posted the video, uh, the article that I shared with you guys. And I said, you know what? If he hadn't, if he hadn't done the video, he would still have his job. Regardless of how, right. how terrible of a person Joel Austin is, and he is a piece of shit, human being, for sure. But yeah. he did this at work. It doesn't matter if he's on his break or not. The fact is he did it while he was at yeah. work. In, in, in a and the business. In, I just watched the video, and the business was in the background. Yes. So you could see what business he was working for. So it was clearly. And, and, and let, me, let me just give you an HR perspective on this, guys, real quick. HR perspective, you, if, if in the situation where he had not been at work and had he not had anything that represented the business that he worked for or had anything in any way, shape or form to represent the business uh, as an image, the business has a 
legal right to terminate employment if they feel that this person did something that could potentially be a negative impact on their business. So exactly. they have that right, even if he wasn't at work, to terminate him had this gone viral and say that the owner of the business maybe thought that Joe was a great pastor, they have the right to say your 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 employment here is terminated. Yeah. Uh, and they can cite that and say, because of this, we're having a backlash and it, it's negatively impacting our business and our right. ability to make a... a, a a profit as a what we do and you know it's funny is i i I commented on that story on facebook and i caught a lot of flack from people well he's he's just you know it's all about him and his ego is like no dude it has nothing to do with the ego the fact is the guy did it while he was at work and that's what got him in trouble if he hadn't done it when he was at work if he was at home and did that it would be different entirely but here's the thing though not for nothing social media is all about ego right you know what i'm saying it is is. like why would if if I didn't if I didn't want people to see what I posted up, I, if I'm posting up something, it's because I want people to see it, see right. what I'm about, and like it. It's all about ego across the board, you know. Especially if you're a comedian and you post up something, nothing is sadder than you posting up a throwaway joke and nobody likes it, and you're like, oh my god. No, it is about I ego. I That's totally yeah. I mean, social yeah. media flat out is about ego. It's not about anything else. It's about right. either trying to elevate yourself your personality or let people see you no it, it, it is about ego now here's the thing like i my job i had posted up um there's been a few photos that i had to take down um I, I, and i know i know i know we don't like to talk about this but a certain somebody when they sent a letter to my job um, yeah and my bosses saw what was going on he asked me um if i had photos of me wearing the uniform on Facebook doing whatever it was like there was the time that I was on the beach and I had like I just came off of work and I was wearing my uniform and again I'm at the beach and and, and we sat down and we had a discussion about it because my boss was just like okay I know the situation let's let's try to smooth it out I wasn't getting fired it was just funny to them that you know they knew right. what I was going through but however was like okay because um the one of the pic there was a picture of me in the car in, in one of like the, the company vehicles with my shirt on you know with my with my uniform and this person had posted it up and then posted up some negative stuff about me so he was like okay do you have any more photos of you whether it's in the warehouse out the warehouse with the uniform on doing anything i was like i'm pretty sure there is i'll go look through it and then i'll just delete them right because we're trying to salvage a situation and, he, and, and again, they were very cool about it. You know, it wasn't like super, you know, um, like terrible. He was just like, we, so, and then they started this, this policy where it's like, we do not want people taking selfies at work. Fair, right. Or whether it's on, in the, in the vehicles at, um, funeral homes on the job in the warehouse. And I get it. You know, we're trying to protect our, we're trying to protect our business, protect ourselves. So I'm like, okay, fine. So I, I went through like all the video, all whatever pictures that I had. And there was probably like maybe five pictures of me with caskets or whatever that I deleted. Because again, I don't want anything that I do outside of work or while I'm on the road or on break to negatively affect where I work. Right. Again, there's that, you know, that saying, you don't shit where you eat. 
So I deleted them. Yeah. No problem. So it's one of those things where you got to be very careful on what you post on. And again, we've talked about this before many times. The things that you post on Facebook is it's almost like, you know, okay, you could post something on Facebook and I could go on your page and I could be like, oh, this is who you are. It determines whether we end up being friends or not. Whenever somebody sends me a, a Facebook request, I don't just be like, okay, confirm. No, I right, nobody does. Yeah, and I see what you're about. Who and you are, yeah. Because again, you don't, you you never know. And right. if I'm just like, oh wow, these posts I don't agree with, we can't be friends, then I'm just gonna reject it. And it's nothing personal. It's just like the last thing I want to do is see a bunch of negative posts about, you know, or I I don't give a shit about your 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 policies or what you're into. You know, I don't give a shit. So if it's just like. Trump this, Biden that, I don't give a fuck. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Even yeah. if you're a Trump supporter, I'm like, okay, I, I, I just, you're somebody who I don't want to wake up in the morning while I'm brushing my teeth and I'm flipping through Facebook and it's like, all this, thing. I don't want to start my day with that. You know what I'm right. saying? I want start, I would much rather have, you know, comics start their day with like dumb jokes. I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's dumb, but I'm going to like it anyway. I just don't, I don't care. So, no, I, I'd rather that. Even if the joke is stupid, hey, we could get along just fine. But I'm just like, right. hey, you wrote that at 3 a.m. and it's 5 a.m. where I'm at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like it. But, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, at the, at the, at the end of the day, and oh, trust me, I got very, very questionable comedians who make my day, believe it or not, make my morning, believe it or not. But at the end of the day, it's like, you, whatever you, the things that you post up on Facebook. It tells us who you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll even say this. People are like, okay, we're going to cancel Marilyn Manson. Okay, not for nothing. Marilyn Manson has been telling you who he was for how many decades? Right. Like, why, why does this... And, and, and people just like, we should cancel Marilyn Manson. Like, first of all, go fuck yourself. He's been... T people, we've been telling you as artists, we've been telling you who we were for a very long time musicians artists uh comedians we've been telling you who we were who we are so why is it that you know even some of the music if you listen to some of his mechanical animals and 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 before that he's been telling us as fans who listen to his music who he was so why does it surprise you that he's got these allegations why are we oh we're gonna cancel him all of a sudden because somebody came out and said this i've listened to his music i could have told you oh my god this guy has done some shit to some of his fans. I can tell you that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just based on listening to his music. I've listened to his entire catalog. I'm like, this guy is very, very, very disturbed. And I love his music, but at the same time, why are we surprised? Right, and I think been... that you're right. Because anybody, anybody who is an artist in the fact of creating either the the word or and I, and I don't know how much it would be with artists that do with canvas or clay you know that kind of or molding and type stuff but for somebody who does a singer songwriter a songwriter uh comedians when we write our own material even you know authors who write books like we do we put a part of ourselves into there and there's none of us that because especially with like comedy and music you're you're drawing from your experience your your inner self and so that's what's going to color your work so 
yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Like, everybody, same thing. They were surprised about Louis C.K. Oh, my God, I can't believe he whipped out his dick and was jerking off to the, in front of this woman. I can't believe he was jerking off when he was talking about, you know, talking to this woman on the phone and made him made her listen to him while he was jerking off. Guys, um, but then, and then again, again, it's like we knew who he was. Like, I wasn't surprised that he did it. I was, I was like, oh, actually, when, when somebody told me that, like, they were telling me this story while they had this horrifying look on my face. And then if you saw my face, I'm just sitting there like, they're like, it's this blank look. Like, are you, like, he been, he's been telling you who he's been for the, like, why does that, I'm like, and they're like, why are you giving me, I'm like, because I'm not surprised. I'm You're not, not morally surprised. outraged? You're not morally I'm outraged. Not, I'm not even, I'm not even, and the thing is, I wasn't even outraged by that. I'm just like, again, as comics, we are telling you who we are. If, if for some reason I end up in rehab because of my drinking and mild drug use, um, if, if I say, hey guys, I'm in rehab, um, things are going, you know, it's like, I've been telling you this for years. Like, why should that surprise you? You know what I'm saying? Like that should never surprise anybody. Um, not not for nothing. It, it shouldn't surprise you if that was the case. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's 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 almost like whenever a comedian that based on their material does something fucked up, it's like, oh, of course he did that. And yeah. and, and, and and mind you, it's it's I'm in the business, so I'm not surprised. But everybody who's on the outside looking in is like horrified. I'm like, no, that's not horrifying. This, he's been on stage telling you that one day he's going to fall off the wagon and run around downtown, insert name of city naked, and then get thrown in jail. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm definitely not surprised by that. So whenever a comic does something outrageous, I mean, aside from murder, <laughs> you know, um, or, or like, a, or like a, a crazy felony, it's like, oh, of course he did that. Look at our business. Look at like the people that are in our business. We are all kinds of fucked up. That's why we. That's why we do this. Because I like I've always said, and like I'm pretty sure some of the comedians have have said, this is cheaper than therapy. It's way cheaper than therapy. You know, we we're comedians because and and I don't give a shit who you are. We are fucked up. There's a level of fucked upness that we all have, and that's the reason why we do it. Um, that's why we have our vices and again these are things that we talked about you know in the dinner that we had uh this past saturday you know and, and the thing is i've talked to comics that i mean i i was like damn i've seen your facebook posts you seem like you have it together but they're like yeah back then i didn't have it together i was doing this i was doing that i was you know hanging out with the wrong crowd it happens you know and that's the business yeah. you know it's 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 we gotta, we, we, you know, I even tell stories like after my shows that I do in Manhattan, some guy will always come up to me and offer me cocaine and I'll just be like, hey, that's, that's not my thing. He's like, well, I've heard your stand-up comic. It sounds like it's your thing. Like, there's no way it is. Right. I never mentioned, I've never mentioned that particular substance in my act. You know I, what I'm I saying? Would, like, I would go as far as to ask him, so who is the most recent comedian you listen to if it's sam kennison i agree yes cocaine is a thing but it hasn't been since like the early 90s or late 80s uh, i don't know i still hear comics that talk about there's a couple of comics that i hear that talk on stage about doing coke all the time and for me I, i'm like 
I, I you know, I, that's why, because of that is why I try and say things on stage. Like I don't smoke weed. I don't do any drugs. And, um, like I don't smoke and I've actually, when some, I get to get asked all the time, Oh, you're a comedian. Want to smoke a blunt? And I'm like, uh, I don't smoke weed. And they look at me like I need to hand in my comic card. Cause I don't, you know, like you can't possibly be a comedian. You don't smoke weed. How can you, what's wrong with you? If you don't smoke. Yeah. You're a fucking tourist. Cause if you're a comic, you can't have, you know, and, and the thing is like, I've been, I've been offered acid before and I'm like, Hmm, Dude. okay. <laughs> I've I've legit been asked what kind of Irishman am I that I don't drink? Yeah, yeah. I was like the, a the pretty kind of, normal one actually, because like, like, the kind that grew up in a twelve-step house. That that's that's the kind of Irishman <laughs> I am. I mean, but here's the thing though. I don't if you're if you're uh, if you're a comic, I expect. I mean, even if you're like my comic hero, I expect you to do some kind of drugs. Like I, I mean, it's just like you know, I expect it. You know. So I, I'm not I'm not horrified when I'm just like, oh, my God, my hero is doing cocaine in a bathroom stall. I don't I don't I'm just like, OK, what is, first of all, it's none of my business, because, again, as a comedian, I have my vices, too. There's times where, you know, I, I mean, I go back and I think about all the decisions that I've made and and, and should have made or didn't make or, you know, and then, I, you know, like, like my vice, I'm not going to lie. I smoke weed and I drink and. I, I, and, and, and a lot of both, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of both. <laughs> well, Hey, on a side note, today is one month. It's been one month since I've had a drink. <laughs> I've not had any alcohol. The only thing I came close to it was tooth, uh, mouthwash. I came close with mouthwash, but I didn't swallow. Being said, um, um, Marianne's um, Marianne's uh, revelation is brought to you in part by this uh, alcohol, Lamerica. This wine, I'm allergic to wine anyway. You, you know but, what's really messed up is she announced this right after I bought her a a fifty dollar bottle of vodka for her birthday. Look, uh, I'm not I'm not getting rid of that vodka. By the way, I'm saving that till I'm turn eighty. Hold on a second. So basically what Todd is saying is he bought somebody else a $50 bottle of vodka. And I'm, it's badass, though. It's it's uh, the Chris- Dan Aykroyd, the Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull vodka, vodka, yeah. yeah. And the I'm bottles are rid- fucking awesome. Here, I'll show you. Hold on. They're beautiful. They're they're beautiful. If you I haven't have seen the them, they're still. beautiful. I bought my bottle like almost a decade ago. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm not. It hasn't been opened. I don't want anybody to open that either. By the way, I cherish that gift because it's long as... Well, it just it's one all of, it does is get better. Good, it's one of my good friend's birthday uh, from my high school buddy, and he got uh, this. Nice uh, Irish people, Jameson. Yes, and, uh, more, more Jameson, and then more Jameson, and then all of this Jameson. So yeah, oh, that's dope, yo. That's cool. Yeah, it is a badass bottle. It's a it's a crystal skull with Dan Aykroyd's vodka, and. It's got a cork in it too, so you know when it's got a cork in it, it's gonna it's gonna keep it. It's sealed up really nice, yeah. which means, Todd, I'm not ever gonna get rid of that. That's oh, not like yeah, it's not like, like I'm gonna open it, like, and dump man, it, I will I, hang on to it. I was just like, man, she's never gonna drink it. So, Todd, um, how much can I buy that bottle from you uh, for? <laughs> this one? Ship that right over to my phone. Yeah. 
Do you not have that where you're at? Yeah, it's filled with. Yeah, it's filled with. This one's empty. This one's empty. I have one that's filled with vodka. Why? Do you want one, Jamal? Do you want? I will never turn down vodka. Dude. The, uh, the, the crystal the bottle is just where it's at, man. The vodka itself is all right. First Hold of all, on. I love Dan Aykroyd, so and I would just call it the Ghostbusters vodka. Right, and let's let's be honest. Todd does not drink, so he doesn't know how to drink vodka. Vodka, you don't. You, it's not something that you're gonna for something like that. He didn't like the taste of it. I'm like, well, what did you mix it with? And he goes, I didn't. I just drank it straight. I'm like, oh my god. No wonder. Yeah, right? you don't drink vodka. Like vodka is divine. When you have vodka in some orange juice, and you can do uh, that's just a morning wake me up, or you can do vodka with so many different things. Like you can mix vodka with so like alcohol with, with sodas. You don't have to do sodas. Vodka is one that you mix with juice, right? Wow. And yeah. And, oh my god right this you've got the screwdriver but you've also got things like uh oh you can do um like a, you could do kind of like a sunset with it but you can do a lot of different mixes with it and a lot of different drinks and so that's why you know when i he gave me the bottle i'm like oh my god this is beautiful and but it, to me it was more of a piece of art than alcohol anyways because i love i love just the 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 bottle it's like one of those things i've got a bottle I'm mad because my son drank it. Um, the shit. Talk about alcoholic. Um, it was a bottle of um, uh, I, I don't know. I can't think of what it's called, but it's it's grappa. It's called grappa that I brought back from Italy. That was in the, a heart shaped bottle, and it's what the, it, the grappa is the hard alcohol that they have of the grapes make after they make wine, and so it's so they have the grapes in the bottle with the alcohol and the fluid and I brought it from Italy and I still have that bottle. And then I have a bottle that was another bottle of grappa that I had actually, uh, limoncello is what it was. I, and I drank that one, but I mean, you hang on to these bottles cause they're beautiful and they, they're a piece of artwork with or without the alcohol, but like the bottle of the crystal skull vodka that he got me for my birthday is something that I will actually hold on to for years and years and years. And you know, one of these days, I may gift it to somebody else when I, you know, if I don't drink it when I'm 80, if I don't drink <laughs> it when I'm 80, which, you know, that's, so the whole thing is, is, you know, people gotta remember, I didn't quit any of these things. I'm not a quitter. I just put everything on hiatus, right? Like I'm going to take up smoking again and I'm going to, I'm going to take up drinking again. And Romeo and I have a, a pact that we're going to try all the drugs when we turn 80. Oh Actually, he God. has to wait till he, yes. he has to wait till he's 81. He has to wait till he's 81 so that we can do them together. And we're going to start out with the light drugs first. We'll start out with your marijuana and stuff like that. Then we're going to do acid and we're going to do heroin and we're going to do Coke and we're going to do math. We're going to do all the drugs no. because we're 80. Who gives a shit? Todd, we're fucking 80. Who cares? I, I care. I don't. I was like, so how'd, you, how'd, how'd she die? I was like, well, she waited till she was 80 to try heroin for the first time and died on the first dose. Right, but who cares? At that point, um, we're gonna we're gonna be at that point where we go. You know what? Because it, we're gonna try everything. It, it means it gives us something to live to eighty four, right? Uh, and it okay. gives us something to live for. We might not do it all in the first day, 
you know, we're going to have to like clearly I, I pace just, ourselves. See, I, I, I have this vision, this, this image in my head of you guys putting on the, the, the thing, this, the, the rubber band around your arm to do heroin for the first time. And we're going to find you like 80, 80 years old and just dead with your tongue hanging out your mouth and the needle sticking out of your arm. And like, Hey, at least they look like they're happy. No, that's going to be at the end. Heroin is definitely, or heroin, or however they want to pronounce it, is at the end of that long line of drugs. You know, we got the other things to try first. We're going to try some mushrooms. We're going to, you know, some yeah. psychedelics. You know, we're going to try all kinds of different crazy shit first. So, so yeah, we're going to ease into do, it. Do the psychedelics first. That way we can fracture your brain before you do the other drugs. Yes. Yes. You got it. Because, you know, you don't, you don't want to do those drugs while your brain is still normal. No, and hell, like I said, we might even smoke cocaine. We don't, we don't know. Like all the oh, things on, that are all of my cousins and all the drug addicts that I have in my family that did this in their twenties, they had it all wrong. Like we, that they, they got hooked on shit and they didn't get in their life together. They don't have a house to call. Them. I mean, most of them are homeless and still wandering the fucking streets. So you wait until you're like after you've already acquired all your wealth and you've already acquired everything and then you make sure that you have a very legally documented beforehand you have a really good will beforehand and you can you could like it could go it'll stand in front of a judge it will stand the, the test of were they of sound mind and body hell yeah they were then after they signed the document that's when they smoked a blunt you know and and did a shot of vodka the thing is, is i don't see you doing anything heavier than weed because you say you say yourself you're a lightweight so i i'm gonna say you guys are gonna be petrified from it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh romeo's like edibles experience you guys are going to be petrified yes. in your bedroom going they're gonna eat us they're gonna eat us yeah yeah <laughs> Well, yeah. we'll have each other. We'll hold each other's hands. I'll still be around. <laughs> right, and you can supervise us. You can supervise. I'll, I'll be oh. in the next room going, watch this. This will be great. <laughs> Hi, guys. I, I told somebody I told somebody that when I turn a certain age, here's the list of drugs that I'm going to do. And my friend was like, well, um, I guess I'll just marry you the day before you do this because you die the day after you and to get that's half your stuff for all of it um right the it, um there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that i'm gonna do uh and and you said 80 when i'm 50 because i don't want to i don't want to live to be 80 i i could give a fuck i'm um, 50 and you might and, think different once you get to 50 you might think different like when i met romeo one of the things that he told me was he goes i never thought I would live past 50. And my response to him was, and it shows. So this is one of those things. <laughs> this is one of those things that you, when I'm, I'm there and I'm telling you at my age, I'm not done yet. I don't feel any different than I did when I was 35. I know I look different. And other than I'm, I, I get tired a little bit easier. Okay. So, you know, um, I need a nap, you know, or I need to, I, I can't function off of four and a half hours sleep like I used so, to. But let me ask you this then. What do you think you'll have accomplished by the time you're 80? By the time I'm 80? Yeah. Um, by then. Oh, I can answer that. I can answer that. More grandchildren. Oh, God, I hope so. Yeah, I definitely want more of those. And I definitely, you know, the house that I'm in right now, I will have sold and make a nice profit off of it. And I will put that towards 
a much less expensive place to live. I'll probably move out of state because Washington is so freaking expensive and to go find me a nice place to retire and just, you know, go live my life, do some traveling. That's what I want to accomplish is, is definitely some traveling while I can, Yeah. you know, my dad just turned 80. And so I think about like, um, yeah, and dad, you know, mind, mind you, dad's a little bit slower at 80 than a lot of people maybe are at 80. But, you know, after he was almost murdered, that slowed him down a lot. And so um, his physical capabilities aren't this much. But I look at, like, my aunt um, just turned 92 yesterday. She finally, just this year, decided that she's she was one of those snowbirds that would go from Washington to Arizona Um to winter in Arizona. And she got to the point at 92 at 91. She just, she just made this decision that she's not going to snowboard a uh, snowbird anymore. And she's just going to stay in one home and for, throughout the year. And she, you know, she's buried her husband a few years ago. And so there's a, it depends on, you know, what you're physically capable of at that time. I mean, it's important to exercise now so that it's not something that your body doesn't know how to do when you get older yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna have be, mobility. I'm gonna I'm going to be that fat old guy, like living in a state run facility. I'm sure. Oh, God, if, that I, if, I, if I make it that depressing. far, I don't think I'm going to make it that far, honestly. But uh, the reason why I was asking what you, th- what you think you guys would have accomplished by the time you're 80 is because just a few days ago, Anne Rice passed away at 80 years old. Oh my God. Yeah. I saw that. And an amazing woman too. An amazing, right? like, her her story did you guys hear why she started writing i did when not she know. Wrote, okay so she wrote interview with a vampire in, for those who may not know in 1976 mind you right and you know why yeah. she wrote that oh yeah and that movie that movie came out like 18 years after she wrote that book yeah she wrote that after her daughter michelle died oh and that's what she did as her therapy to help her deal with her daughter's death yeah so, um, and that's, you know, that's the beauty of a lot of things like Jamal, the beauty, the absolute beauty about what we do as entertainment. It don't matter how old, fat, ugly, ridiculous we look as comedians. It's not about our, our, our look like there's not a certain, we don't have to be that young, beautiful, like with singing and acting. They all want those young people that are all, you know, that cert that, an image to have a certain image right with comedians old and you know like look at fluffy part of the fact you know he would never make it as an actor right as as just an actor to stand alone as an actor because he would never fit the image but as a comedian he fits fine nobody goes yeah. you don't look right to be a comedian you know that you don't fit a certain look to be right. funny yeah you're you're, you know? you're not gonna get this job because you're like 300 pounds too heavy for that part or you're you're not yeah. the right you don't have the right ethnic background to play that part exactly and that's the beauty of being a comic but uh, you you take all that away he's very funny and on top of that not only is he very funny he's one of those guys that he actually has control of his own uh domain Right. And that's what I respect about a lot of comedians. Like, you know, say what you will about Kevin Hart. Um, he is, he does not, he's one of those guys that is, he is the one that sets the tone of what he wants. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't have, um, he controls his, basically right. what I'm trying to say is he controls his own destiny. So does right. Fluffy, so, so does comics like Louis C.K. 
and those yeah, these comics. But they're smart do. though. But they're smart, and yeah, that's no, that's no. part of the difference yeah. also with comics versus the other entertainers is that with other entertainers, they get agents right away. Comedians don't. Yeah. Comedians are their own industry. They're their own business, and they have to have their brand protect your brand. That's one thing. If we can tell younger comics or newer comics protect your brand at all costs yeah and i'll say this um there's been i've i have gotten emails from uh people who are like managers who manager who manage comedians and you know i'll take the zoom meeting and i'll hear what they have to say or whatever and i and i just at the end of the day after after like five minutes of having these conversations i i just end up like you know what no because i can I, i see what i can control I see what I have in front of me and I don't, not for nothing. I don't, I don't care about having managers. I don't, well, we could get you, you know, these, these gigs and these shows and we could pump. I'm just like, no, because it's like, I like the control that I already have, you know, and I don't have a manager. I don't care to have a manager, at least not now. Um, but it, it, and, 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 and I'll just sit there and I'll, enter, I'll entertain these emails and I'm just like, okay, let's do the Zoom meeting. And then, you know, five minutes into it, it's just a bunch of kiss ass. And it's like, okay, you know what? No, um, I would much rather, I, I kind of feel like I'm doing fine for myself as a comedian, you know, as far as me doing these shows and booking and the, uh, the, the, the people that I have around me. I, ver- I feel like I have a very good support system as far as right. the people that I have around me. Yeah. Outside of family. My family could give a shit what I do. But nonetheless. Right. Um, right. They don't the, understand the, it. The people that are like, hey, we've seen your your videos or we, we we've heard about you or whatever. And it's like, I don't want to feel that I don't have any kind of control of myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And, and that's and that's what I end up just I'm just like, oh, my God, if I I don't want to sell my soul for something that I care about because not for nothing, I give a sh- I love this business, even though it's shady as shit, but it can I, be. Yeah. I, I, know, I know for myself, there's a lot that I can control. And then the things that I can't control, I just, I'm just like, Hey, you know what? Okay, cool. We'll just let that go. But I feel like as of now, I'm not ready for the kind of representation that I feel like I need. I could represent myself and I have no issue with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and that's just it though. It's just that, but you also went into this with your eyes wide open, knowing that this is a business. And a lot of people, when they're newer, they don't. I'm surprised. Like I was listening to some some folks that I know that, um, out of you know, there are a couple of comics that I, I've done some shows with, and and they've got a few little things that they're doing, but it's mostly just in their local area, and talking about how they hired this person to be their agent or their business manager. And I was just like. You guys, I mean, and they're funny guys. They're very funny, but they're not at that, you know, like you're not at that point where I get you're trying to get somebody you're, you're looking for a cousin Todd is what you're looking for. And you, you're calling him a business, like cousin Todd does my social media and he keeps, you know, cause I got so busy. I'm like, look, I can't be on there all the time. I need you to respond. And you know, if there's something going on, let me know if I need to address it or something, but you know, postings, keep it relevant, keep it funny and keep it topical that's all i ask and so but they you know basically they need more of somebody who's just going to be a cold calling and trying to find the places to get gigs that's not a that's not a business manager there's a big difference and that's what they don't understand there's, you can call some, 
Right. You can call somebody your business manager, but there's a difference. What exactly does that entail? What does that look like to you? And if you're telling me, well, that we're using them to, to keep track of my bookings and to call places to see if we can book a show there, that's not a business manager. That's the secretary. And so, you know, I mean, there's, if you want to make, give yourself the warm fuzzies and make you feel good for calling them a business I, manager, I, don't I, be surprised when they screw you over. I think they become a business manager when they do those things, when they get paid sufficiently more yeah. than, a, than yeah. a secretary. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's just a kind of a, a world of difference, but, yeah. um, so here's the thing though, I mean, for me, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm, I'm, I'm no superstar in the slightest. You know what I'm saying? I know where I'm at. So I think that's where, and dare I use this word, humility comes in, you know, like I, I, you can't, I know I'm just as shocked as you that I did. I know that you said that um, word. Oh my God. I didn't know you knew that word. Okay. I you know what? He From actually used it in the proper that. sentence structure too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like somebody, like somebody snatched my body and forced me to say this, like some kind of like invasion of the body snatchers type thing. Like, wait a minute, what did you do with Jamal Harrington? I'm like, he's locked in a closet somewhere. I'm taking over now. Um, no, but there's got to be like this level of humi of humility. And just because I've been doing this for 10 years, I don't think that I know everything. There's still shit that I still, I, I got a lot of stuff that I, I still feel like I need to learn. So yeah. I'm not, I'm, whenever, you know, somebody gives me their card, I, I tell them straight out, hey, look, not for nothing, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm probably not the comic you're looking for right now. Yeah. And they're just like, well, why? I just, no, you caught me um, in between relationships. <laughs> you caught me in between. You caught me in between alcoholic beverages right now. <laughs> like th that's why I crushed tonight is because there's a lot of stuff going on in here. And that was just one thing. I might be terrible the next time. Well, sir, you're only as good as your last show. And I'm like, yeah, just wait, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Just you win. You know, right? so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of those guys that just jumps on the first offer that has been presented to me. You know, because first of all, I book comedians. I know comics that are doing much better than I am that I feel like deserves a shot. But at the end of the day, it's like, I know who I am. I know where I am. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm that ready. You know, I love touring, but I love the fact that I'm in charge of the tour. I'm, I'm in charge of where I go what I'm getting, who I'm booking, you know, it, I love the fact that I have that much, that I have that much power in what I do. I don't want to leave it into somebody who knows nothing about me, who's never seen me perform before, or has seen me perform once and think that I'm the next best thing. No, I know who I am. I know what I can do. And I know what my capabilities are. And again, that's where that word that I'm going to use again, humility comes into play right i'll know when right ready for that kind of it's not just i don't think it's just humility i think that that's really being grounded and really truly being honest with yourself like you can have yes. a confidence that you show to everybody else but that's self-awareness when you say okay because again that is part of protecting your brand because you have that you are you're intelligent enough to know you have that that you self check yourself and go, am I really ready for this? And I know myself, no, this is not. And this, 
I'm, this is what I want. It's just not right now. And I think I that that's, that's a, a, a better way of looking at it. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. I have, since I've moved back to New York, I have linked myself with a lot of great comedians who like, I think for me right now, I am all about putting myself in, in, in positions with comedians who are about something, you know, um, there's, you know, I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> I, I was telling this to another comedian the other day, and I was so mad about this. I am so sick and tired of the I have a dream comedian. Go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit about your dreams. <laughs> I want to be with the comedians that is like, hey, here's an idea that I have, and I want to implement it. Are you in? Those are the motherfuckers that I want to talk to. Right. I want to talk to the comics who are like, hey, um, I know you've been doing this for a little while. I've been doing this for a little while. Let's come together and put together the show of a lifetime. That's the motherfucker I want to talk to. Right. I don't want to talk to the comic who was like, well, you know what? Um, here's what I'm going to do for 2022. No, I don't. No, 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 no. If you're not already doing it, I, I don't want to hear what you have to say. If right. You, and, and it's funny because I, 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 I say this straight up. If you're not talking about money, I go deaf all of a sudden. Like when you start talking, I'm thinking about the shit that I'm doing. If you're like, right. hey, so what I would like to do, or here's my goal. No, 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 no. Let, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Let's talk. No, no, I, I cause I, I, again, and this, and, and even when I was living in Seattle, I, I caught a lot of this. Hey, what if we, no, I'm already doing it. So why do you all of a sudden want to jump on my bandwagon? Yep. Why aren't you doing this? Yep. They want to hitch themselves to your star. Yep. What if we, what if we, no, 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 no. Why aren't you already doing it? Because if you were already doing this and then you said, hey, you know what? Um, what if we, okay, great. Cause I already know what you're about and I know what, you, and I know what you're already doing. But if you're not about shit or we're never about shit, dude, there's nothing you could, there's nothing you could fucking tell me as a, as a, I want to, I want to jump on the Jamco bandwagon. There's nothing you could fucking tell me because I've been doing this for 15 years. So why would I have somebody who has never been doing this, who has nothing in their budget? Mind you, I have a budget. Why don't you have a budget? Why are you talking right. to me broke as fuck? Why are you coming that's, with me? Why are you yeah. coming to me with barriers in that's, your pockets? Yeah, and that's just it though, is, is that somebody who wants to attach them. That's there's a difference. They want you to do all the things that is to attach instead of partnering with you. There's a difference. Right. And that's the same thing with any kind of relationship. Don't come to me and tell me in any kind of relationship. And I'm telling you, everything in life is built on a relationship. There's your friendship, there's a partnership, there's, you know, the business when you're working at a job, whether it's comedy or anything else, it's all about that relationship. Don't come to me and say, Hey, I see you have all this really cool shit. I want it too. How about I bring myself because I can smile at you and I'm going to connect myself to you so that I can share all your cool shit with you. Yeah. No, that's not how this shit works. Yeah. I have I, I, this elevate me it's, it's, and then bring it to me. It's a one word answer. And, uh, and that's just what I know. And if you, Hey, well, why not? Well, uh, I know you're not doing anything. Yeah. And you, you, here's the thing. You just want to be a part of a good idea. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and everybody and, and, does. And, and, There's yeah. always those kind of I, people that are going to come out when they see things going good for you. I, I have to say this. Um, this past week, 
there's a, a stand-up comedian who I've worked with and, 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 and have known for a long time who actually offered me a, he, he actually offered me a room to do every other Thursday. Um, and he was like, here, you know, he gave me all the details and whatnot. And I'm like, shit, you know, I, I got a Wednesday room. Now I have a, I have a chance to do a Thursday night nice. at another place. And, and the thing is this, this, I know this person and it's, and he, he produces rooms. So I already know number one, he's well off. He, the fact that he sees what I do now, again, he's not like some bottom shelf six month comedian. He's been doing this for, I want to say maybe 20 years. So the fact that he saw me and reached out to me and is asking me, he's like, Hey, I've seen the shows you produced. I know how serious you are about it. I'm going to offer you this. These are the details. These are the, 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 you know, basically this is what I'm asking. This Parameters, is what yeah. So it's like, um, and, and the thing is, it, it brings me joy to think that somebody has seen what I have done for 15 years. And they're just like, I'm going to give you a room because I believe in you. Right. That, and but that's what that's, I want. It's, and it's, it's not, that's why it's they not pay like he's it. trying to attach himself to me. Right. But yeah. that's, that's the same reason when they say, well, why should I pay you this much? Well, you're not paying me for how long it's going to take me to do something. Okay. This job, let's say like if I, if I'm working on something, you know, uh, that's safety related, why am I going to pay you $1,200 to write me this document when it only takes you two hours to do this document? or four hours, whatever. Okay. Well, here's why you're not paying me for two to four hours. You're paying me for the 15 years of experience that it took exactly. me to get to this point. Exactly. And I guarantee you, how about you go write it? Because I'm telling you that the two to four hours that it takes me to write it, it's going to take you two to four weeks because yeah. you don't know what no, the hell you're doing. It's, it's no different from an NFL contract. You, yeah. You're paying somebody for not only the experience, but what you expect them to do, mm -hmm. you know, while they're on your team. Right. So with this here, it's like, again, I know this person, I know what this person has done and I've seen the shows and he's put me on shows before. And it's just like, again, I'm just like, wow, this means a lot. Now, not only do I feel like I, I have to show him what I can do, even though he already knows what I can do, I got to show him what I can do. I can right. show him the line I'm yourself. presenting, yep. you know, and, 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 and it's like, there's no room for error here. Like I said, if this was some random guy who wasn't about shit or hasn't, I'm like, no, this is just you trying to jump on a bandwagon and say, mm -hmm. yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not about that. And again, even when I was in Seattle, I'll be at the checkout line at a fucking Safeway and I'll get a text message. Hey, you want to work together? And I just, N O in capital letters than an explanation point. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no. I'm saying, Fuck yeah. You know? Yep. Exactly. Or I'll say, say something like Jamco doesn't play well with others. And that offends a lot of people when I say that. Um, but it's true. I, I it, Jamco does not play well with others because I have, I have, there's things that I, that I, um, I expect. And the thing is, I don't want to blame somebody for a failure of a show. No, if a show doesn't work, I'd much rather blame myself than you asking me for forgiveness. That's that's just where I stand. I, I love working by myself because I have my fingers in everything. Right. You know, I now not for nothing. 
you know, I do have friends in places where I'm just like, hey, um, I'm going to come. I'm, I'm, I have a friend here who's so plugged into the Austin comedy scene. Hey, I'm going to do a show in Austin. Who should I be looking at? And he will send me clips of comedians. He'll send me their names and what they're into. Like, I'll get like three paragraphs of the, all these comics. And I'm just like, well, let's look at these. Because I, I this particular person, I know that he's in the scene because he goes to these shows. He knows right. these comics, um, and not and not and I, I went to high school with this person, so I trust his judgment. He's one of the smartest people, one of the many smartest people that I know. He can't be wrong about these things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when it comes to comedy, you can't be wrong about this. And he knows how serious I am because he has come to Seattle. He's seen me perform before, and and. So I'm just like, okay, you're no, miss, shout out to Marcus Wilson. You're no fucking joke at all. I get where you're coming from. So, Aww, um, awesome. and also with that being said, the things that I talked about before, shout out to Dave Lester, very great comedian. <laughs> so we're, I know we're getting, and shout out to Invisible Bully. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, we're getting kind of close to wrapping up. Um, I, I love this part where we talk about, we, we, we take this episode at the time, like, and we ask, what are you binge watching? Yay, Jamal. Okay. Jamal has Jamal. an answer. Holy so, shit. What are you, what are you binge watching? Okay, so now I, I, I've been in Austin since... Uh, I, okay, so just FYI to the audience. Today is Monday, and it's the about... 13th. Okay, 7.21 uh, Texas time. So... Since I've been here, I kid you not, I've been binge watching Big Mouth season four oh, and five. Big Mouth is so I funny. I hate Big Mouth. Uh, it irritates right here, you fucking Brussels sprout. I've been sitting on the couch watching the show. Oh, God. Oh, God. What is it? What the hell is it about Big Mouth that you guys find appealing? Romeo loves watching it. I just think it's it's just obnoxious, and I'm not into it at all. Okay. And the thing is, you're right. It is obnoxious. But I sit here and I watch it, and I'm not gonna lie. I think it's just for me because I'm like, okay. So I, I remember I was hanging out with my ex girlfriend, uh, and we watched like the first episode of that and Black Mirror. And she looked at me as if she was like, you just gave me two reasons to break up with you. And because uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm laughing during both of these shows and she's just like, wow, this is your thing. Um, I think the thing about Big Mouth that I liked about it is the fact that they keep every, every season, even with four and five, they push that envelope. Yeah, they're just like, you want to see what a cartoon penis looks like? Here it is. You want to see what balls look like? Here it is. Periods. Uh, um, I, I just, I just think it's hilarious it, that, that that we have a visualization of your hormones. That to me is funny, and how like the one kid, yeah. his hormone monster is retarded. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I, I'm not gonna lie. He bugs me. I, I'm not a huge fan of that hormone monster. I'm like, can we just kill this character in season six if there is one? You know, um, it's it's the fact that you see these teens who are so confused and like the, the like the, the the gay and lesbianism of it all. That's what makes oh, me laugh because I'm so just funny. like, oh, you don't you don't like this person, so you feel like, oh, 
I feel like I like cock instead, or I like badge instead. And these hormone muscles are just so, there's just so much purging of it. They're just dude, like, yeah, eat your best friend out. Dude, you know? and I'm just like, really? That's, and, that's and the one kid. Man. The one kid who's conflicted about like boys and girls and whether or not he should fuck his couch pillow or his bed pillow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And, and it's, it's it's like okay, first of all, now first now, you know, there's a ten year old here, so it's not like I feel I feel when he sits next to me and he looks at his iPad, I'm like, you're not really looking at your iPad, you're looking at this, right? So I feel like okay, I gotta turn this off because. I don't feel like answering so many questions What's about that, Uncle. <laughs> Mind you, you're ten years old. I don't know how old these kids are again, but I'm just like you're ten years old. You're gonna feel exactly what you have seen here. You're gonna feel this in a couple of years. And, in the next few years, yeah. And I don't feel like having my buddy call me up and be like, "What did you do to my son?" I'm like, "Hey, Netflix did that." <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just parental controls. How about, rental you, controls. How about you, Mary? What have you been binging? I'm, no, I got to take off of this real quick. Parental controls is so important because otherwise you wake up at three o'clock in the morning. My son would wake my oldest son. Uh, I would find him in the, on a school night in the living room, watching uh, talk sex with Sue. So that's, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the look on my face. And he was 10. So yeah. He found that all by himself. Um, as to what I've been binge watching, I am, I actually haven't been binge. Well, I finished watching another one of the Star Wars. Uh, we watched, uh, let's see, Return of the Jedi and with the Ewoks. Yeah, they actually, you know what? The, we were watching it and they have some scenes in there that aren't in the original. And we we're like, that yeah. wasn't in there. Yeah, they you know, they and, added like an extra five minutes to that movie. Yeah, and we yeah. and it was noticeable too. We saw that, and it was yeah. not. We're not really fans of that. I have the um, original version of those movies. If you want to see the the yeah. versions, yeah, and so Star Wars. Uh, so you're at Return of the Jedi. Yes. Yeah, so we're we're gonna be watching the one after that, which I think okay. I I've pretty much watched. There's a couple of them I have to, I don't think I've watched. So. Um, I can honestly say that um, after watching to this point, had they started with the Phantom Menace, the franchise never would have gone anywhere. It would yeah, have died. Agreed. Uh, it was a crappy ass movie that was. I I had to sit through it. Dude, and I like I had to like just power through that movie. How how shitty was the love story in those first three movies? Oh my god, it was fucking ridiculous. And first of all, it was kind of creepy because speaking of ten year olds, wasn't he ten? Wasn't Anakin 10? Yeah, and she was 15. But, so there's five, yeah. years, five years difference. Look, I'm calling some some serious bullshit on that. No wonder he was so fucked up in the head that he became Darth Vader. Because so, that age difference I, I is want, not okay. I want to ask this, being that you're at Return of the Jedi, are you going to watch the ones in between, like Rogue One and Solo? We did. And we did. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely did. Oh, you already have. Yeah, yeah, we are. We watched oh, all of them. So Disney Channel, we have Disney Channel, and they have the Star Wars one. Disney Plus. And we literally, yeah, so we're watching from the very first one all the way through, sequentially through. And we did watch Rogue One, and we watched Solo. And so... The reason I asked was because there was a comedian who posted up that Rogue One was his favorite Star Wars movie out of all those the movies, 
And I remember watching Rogue One when me and Justin went to New York and we went, actually, we went to go see Rogue One. I saw Rogue One with Justin. And, oh, um, wow. Oh, my God. I, uh, we went to Queens to watch it. It's funny. Whenever me and Justin is in New York, we just randomly do shit. Right. <laughs> Everything is on. Hey, you want to go watch Rogue One? Sure, because I've always wanted to see that movie. And and I know I've said this before. It's by far one of my favorite Star Wars movie. More than any of the trilogy. It's my favorite. First of all, Donnie Yen is in it. And he's a martial arts, yeah. like, you know, superstar. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I that And that I, was when I, I, I didn't even know the force the and the force is with me. Yeah. Yes, I love yeah. that character. I love that character. Fucking Yen was who... I mean, don't get me wrong, the story alone is what sold me this movie, but, you know, me and Justin were sitting there, we're watching it, and I'm just, and I, and I remember leaving the movie theater, and I'm like, I think this is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. And and, and, and Justin was just like, I, I think so too. And mind you, Justin is, I think what, how old is Justin now? Is he like uh, 45? He's, he's, no, no, no. Justin's he's like 50. 50. He's yeah. He's, he's, okay. yeah, he's, he's 50. He's an early he's 70s old, kid like us. Yeah, so like, he's, like, he's in our age. age. He's like I think he's actually, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just do that in case he hears this. He's like, fucking 50? Are you any? Um, no, he's and, 50. And, and, and he's, and he was just like, and he agreed. He was like, yeah, this this movie, Dude. you know, because we all know how it, how it ends. And I'm just like, you know what? That's what I loved about the movie. Even when I watch it, like, on, like, standalone because i whenever i watch these movies i watch it just like you like in chronological order whenever i get to fit uh rogue one i'm like i don't think i even have to watch any other movie after this rogue right. one is that great the movie. I, it's so good i i agree with that but i i will i'll say this my absolute favorite star wars movie um is is uh episode nine the rise of skywalker the last one okay I yeah. now the reason yeah. i'll say so the reason I why, I'll, I'll say the reason why though and and i don't know if many people caught this i think i'm the only one that did because i saw it after seeing it for the third time in was, theaters don't give any spoilers because i haven't seen it yet oh i can't say that then i was gonna say uh you were gonna say something that would have spoiled it for me. I, and you're gonna stop yourself now and after i watch it then we can revisit this conversation Okay, fine. I know. Okay, okay like fine, but yes. it is my favorite movie for for a couple reasons. Um, it, it 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 hits all the feels. Number one, every feel. You're angry. You're sad. You're happy. All of them. All okay. of them. And uh, and I know a lot of people hate on the new trilogy because there seems to be some plot holes and things that didn't make sense. But if you watch them. As a whole, the the if you watch them individually, there there seems to be holes that need to be plugged. But if you watch all three movies together, when you see the last one, everything starts to fall into place. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay, so the last, so are we talking? Um, so what's the one that comes after Return of the Jedi? That would be the uh, the uh, the Force Awakens episode episode seven. And that's the one with BB-8, right? The first one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have seen that one. Okay. I have seen that one, but but I don't really remember that so much because oh, that was one of those rare times. I I saw that movie twice <laughs> the, the same thing. day. No, I liked it that no much. I went back and saw it again. 
nobody remembers them. That's why you have to watch these like more than once because you either right. pick up on stuff or you. He's cutting up really bad. Yeah, I know. I, I, this is the movie, one sitting. I'm talking about from the what the New Hope all the way to the very last one. And, and I'm gonna be like, oh, this is something that I missed. I'm sorry, you kind of gotta watch them over uh, and over again. These are classic movies. They're they're really not terrible. I mean, the the four, the Phantom Menace. Uh, no, they're. I, I don't want to say. I, I, I think say, oh, so. When people say skip this movie, I'm like, no, 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 don't skip it. Watch it. Endure the hell that we all did, and watch these movies. That's that's yes. That's why I usually say you need to watch this movie at least once, at least once. Right. Because you're, right. you're going to watch the, it and then have and then have an opinion. Oh, of it. If my... you like it, then you'll watch it again. Oh my god, I don't know if anybody. So it was it was definitely so. I told you the reason why I started watching it was because of Big Bang Theory, and they were talking about it was uh, uh, May Fourth, and they were they were celebrating May Fourth by watching all of the movies, right? And they said, you know, Sheldon was going to be there. They said, well, since he's not here, can we skip uh, the Phantom Minutes because it should have been? Oh no, what was it? it um, no, is what is it called? Um, what's the name of the first movie? Star Wars. Yeah, the first Star Wars a one. New, a New Hope. No, the very first one is not a New Hope. That it, is that's the, that the is... original. I, but they're prequel. The first oh, one, yeah, uh, the prequel. The Phantom Menace is episode one. Yes. Right, Fa- the Phantom Menace, and they were like, it should have been what, um, something crap because they just said the movie was crap. So, anyways. Yeah. And after listening to him kind of talk about it, I was like, you know what? I haven't seen the, I, I've never watched any of the prequels before that. And I was like, I don't, I think I tried to watch the Phantom Menace once and I'm like, I turned it off. I'm like, this yeah, is crap and I can't watch it. So I said, I, I powered I through and it got better. I remember when Revenge of the Sith came out um, and I was living in Manhattan and I was, so I, I had already watched the Phantom Menace and I didn't see the Clone Wars, and my roommate uh, came home from work, and he was like, hey, do you want to see Revenge of the Sith with me? And I was like, okay, I would, but I didn't see Clone Wars. I mean, the the um, the Attack of the Clones. He ran out to Blockbuster, came back, and bought a videotape of the Clone Wars, and he was like, we're putting, and he puts it in, he's like, watch this movie, and then I, I'm going to get tickets to watch a Phantom Menace. I mean, um, and I was like, wait, so we're, we're doing this. He's like, yeah. So it's like 5 o'clock. I'm sitting. No, it's actually 5.30. I'm sitting down there. I'm in the kitchen watching uh, the Clone uh, the what the Attack of the Clones for the very first time, and it's a love story. And I'm like, you are aware this is a love story, right? He's like, look, just power through this. Um, because I don't know what the Revenge of the Sith is gonna be like, so I want you to make I want to make sure that you're watching this, so you're prepared for the Sith. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm watching it. I'm not gonna lie, it's probably my least favorite one oh, of definitely. all the Star yes. Wars movies. Yes, um, but I, I it was not it very good either. Yeah, my, my 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 roommate went to go run errands, and he comes back, and he's like, "So, did you finish watching it?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Good," because I got tickets. We go up and we watch Revenge of the Sith. And I'm not going to lie. Revenge of the Sith was pretty dope. I enjoyed it. Um, I, yes, we it was. It was not bad at all. I did like that one. Yeah. 
So we walk out of the movie theater, you know, and he was like, so what you thought of Revenge of the Sith? I was like, I kind of felt like I did not have to watch Attack of the Clones. Right? (laughs) And he was like, I was like, dude, I will pay you for that video rental because you should not have wished that on anybody. And uh, he was like, no, no, no. He was like, because at some point you would end up having to watch this at some point. And right. He's right, because I've now, right. I've now watched Attack of the Clones twice. If you were to show me a scene from it, I it's so un unmemorable to me that I'm just like, oh, this is Attack of the Clones. I Meh. I think the only thing that's memorable from that movie is the fact that the aliens from from ET are in the in the in the Galactic Senate. That's it. Yeah. The only scene that I could think of that I can remember is when he kills all the young children. The young ladies. Uh, uh, yeah. They get the, the red young, eyes. Oh. Yeah. That's in that's yeah. in uh, that's in uh, the this this uh, the the third one, episode three. And, and and also when they're like in the field and they're having like a picnic, I'm like, this is so gay. Um <laughs> it, it, yeah, I'm just like really My... this okay, like I'm just like, oh come yeah, on, show right me some lightsabers already. Well, as, yeah. as far as what I've, I haven't necessarily been binging anything, but I've been like eagerly awaiting the new episodes of Hawkeye, because uh, it's mm. it's it's actually I enjoy it. It's 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 like what if what if uh, what if Green Arrow wasn't about this moody twenty something twenty something year old archer who's always having these really terrible flashbacks of when he was stuck on an island out in the middle of the, the Pacific Ocean. Um, wow. it's all, it looks like it's filmed in New York. So th- th- all the sequences are like in and around New York. And so far it's been action packed. There's been a little bit of like, he, he, he's trying to get home for Christmas and he's like having to help this, 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 this 20 something year old girl who managed to get her hands on his Ronin costume, you know? You know, the, you know, remember, in, I think it was in the in the last two Avengers movies where he's after after the blip and everybody's disappeared, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and he's going around killing all the bad guys and he's wearing that hood yeah. and everything. She finds that outfit and decides to wear it out and about, and people think she's the Ronin. So she's got like all these gangsters and ch- shit chasing after her and finding out where she lives. So he's happen- wow. having to help her not get killed by a bunch of Russian gangsters. So that's what the show has been essentially. I mean, there's more to it than that, but that's essentially like the, the center of the story. And it, this whole time, he's like trying to, you know, tell his kids, "Yes, I'm going to be home for Christmas. I got a little bit more work to do." You know, his family knows he's an Avenger, so it's not like they don't know what he's doing. So, right. Right. Yeah. I think. Well, did either of you guys get a chance to check out? True story with Kevin Hart. Not yet. It's it's on my watch list. I just haven't I'm watched telling it. you, Jamal, Jamal, you're shaking your head. No, I think you would actually like it. It is not Kevin Hart is this is the most un Kevin Hart movie I've ever seen. Oh wow. Right? Like he yeah, seriously. It's got some plot twists in there that will blow your fucking mind. I'm just telling you right now. Wesley Snipes was great. Wesley Snipes was great. Um, it was oh, definitely Wesley Snipes is yeah. great in general. I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of his work. Oh, I'm telling you, there's so many different plot twists that you do not see coming all the way to the end, all the way to the end. There was times we were like, "Oh my god, I can't! Believe, what just happened?" 
Yeah, it is. I'm telling you, you've got to do yourself. Watch the first episode. And if you don't after that first episode, and it's not that long, it's it's not like it's a seven hour commitment. It's only like about an, I think maybe an hour 15, right? If you don't want to watch the next one after that, then I'd be shocked. I'm oh, just, then I'm a robot. Okay. Yeah. So just at least roll that, watch that first one. And if it doesn't compel you to keep watching the next one, I would be surprised. It's, it's crazy. It is so crazy. So yeah. Um, and then the other one we were started watching was um, the will of time. It's actually a, a Netflix one. Amazon. Amazon. Oh, it is an Amazon. Yeah, we're waiting for the next one to come out. That was actually really good. So far, we're, we're impressed. It's, it's pretty good. Actually, so, I started watching something last night, and I had to turn off because I had to be up at the crack of dawn this morning. But it's a movie on Netflix called Gunpowder Milkshake. And it's Yes, a, it's, we've watched that. Oh, my God. It's essentially, what if John Wick was a 20-something-year-old woman? <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. Uh, that's a great way. That's a great analogy, too, because... Yeah. Because it's 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 full on action all the way through. Just when you think she's gonna get killed, she pulls something out of her ass, and you're like, "Holy shit! I didn't see that coming." Yeah. How did yeah. she fucking manage that? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, all um, righty, guys. Oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, um, speaking of that, there was another. I, I can't say I binge watch, but uh, and I'll, I'll be quick about this. I saw a uh, Bill Burr's Paper Tiger for the first time. Uh, his comedy special that he did in England. Yeah. And, um, Bill Burr's awesome. It's pretty funny. If you ever have a chance to check it out, like it, the first 15 minutes of it had me in hysterics because I'm like, yep, you've nailed America. Um, like, hammer on the head. Um, it's very good. Um, so if you ever get a chance, check it out. I, I, I checked it out while I was out here, and I was like, oh, my God, you just – Thank you for giving me more of the. Uh, um, it's it's great. It's just a great. It's, I mean, it's not great. It's a good special. If you ever get a chance to check it out, it's all. It's also on Netflix. Netflix. And, uh, okay. I do Mary, Marianne, what I'll say, what, what I'll say about that uh, last Star Wars movie is, if you get to a point where you're like, God damn it, call me and ask me what's going on, because I will be able to tell you then. So this is what's happening at this point in the movie. Because there's a lot of things right. that I didn't catch the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I was like, oh my god, I just figured it out. So it's it's one of those, you may have to watch a couple times before it all like kind of clicks into place. All right. I'll, t- I'll trust your judgment. I do want to do uh, a quick shout out. Yeah. Um, shout out to... Um, Dan Farley, uh, Yolalu, Lando, uh, Shepard, Ashley Overton, um, shout out to, uh, a buddy of mine, Santos Perez, who's letting me stay at his wonderful abode. Um, and shout out to Marcus Wilson, uh, class of 99, we represented, uh, and let's see what else, uh, oh, his kid, Ace Perez, who's a very, very nice kid, um, Let's see who else. Uh, I'm going to do a shout out to a lot of uh, Santos's roommates who've been very great when I've been here. And happy birthday to him as well. I want to give him, a, again, Class of 99 has been a great friend of, my, of mine for many, many years. So I'm going to make sure that I actually put his name into this podcast. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Broadway Comedy Club. I want to give a shout out to Dave Lester, 
uh, David Lester, who's a very, very funny stand-up comedian. And um, yeah, thank you guys. I think that's the shout-outs for me for the week, at least. <laughs> All right. All righty, guys. Oh, if you're going to do shout-outs, I'm going to do a shout-out to the We Blue Inn in Bremerton, who never fails to have the weirdest goddamn shows ever. The first ah. show I did there. The first show I did there, we had a heckler that we finally, when we put her in check, we found out the next day that she had a stroke, and they had to cart her out in an ambulance. This time, we in the middle of oh. my set, we had them, they actually brought a, they Fireman carried a drunk ass dude into the the venue, <laughs> and then when he fell on the floor, the needles fell out of his pocket. So it wasn't just just the alcohol that knocked him out. Speaking of the shout outs that I just did, uh, happy birthday to this guy behind me. Uh, again, one of my high school buddies from uh, from the small town that I used to live in. And wait, again, you went to school with Nick so Frost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy birthday and let it, thank you for letting us crash his his time with you guys hey, anytime and, and this is this kid right here who's uh yeah can you see the, can you see the resemblance yeah uh, yeah <laughs> this is it this is this is what i gotta go through right here oh uh, it looks like fun <laughs> no, no, all right you guys I appreciate I appreciate them, you know. Thank you for spending the time with us today and and kind of breaking off and handling business. So, I appreciate you. Right. Have so a good time there in Austin, man. Oh, I, I I have and I intend to. Uh like Marianne would say, ladies and gentlemen, please make good decisions and like I always say, please remember Oh my God, please fucking remember. If you don't get anything from this goddamn podcast, always remember this. It's not about you. We're out of here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod. 